wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, let's talk about the best case scenario for the 2020 Kansas City Royals. Now, we've done this before in January. However, there is... Obviously, different circumstances now uh, than there have been around this season. So I think it is worth readdressing the best-case scenario for the Kansas City Royals. But don't forget, if you want to play fantasy baseball on ESPN against me and your fellow Locked On Royals listeners, you can DM me on Twitter. Again, that's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Or if you don't have Twitter, you can email the show LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. If you want to play fantasy baseball, you'll win a prize if you can finish in first place. And it's totally free to enter. So just send me the request to join before Saturday evening. All I need from you is the email that you want to use on your ESPN Fantasy account to get invited to the league. And then you can join from there and we'll have the draft on Tuesday. So today, let's talk about the best case scenario. And if you remember that podcast that I referred to back in January, you remember that I called this season for the Royals the best case scenario whenever we thought it would be a normal baseball season. I called it the Texas Rangers. Now, last year's Texas Rangers, through 60 games, were a playoff team, and then they fell to the middle of the AL. And that, to me, was the best case scenario for this year's team. Which means... In a 60-game season, the best-case scenario is a second wild card. Now, I specifically say a second wild card because I think that one of the Rays and Yankees will take that first wild card. I think those are the best two teams in the AL, and so whoever does not win that division will host the wild card game. But for the Royals, their best-case scenario is that second wild card. So the question is, how do the Royals obtain their best-case scenario? What has to go right for Kansas City, for them to be a postseason team. Obviously, it's still a long shot. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves and and just assume this will happen uh, or even put that expectation on Kansas City. This is if everything goes their way. You have to start with the lineup. Jorge Soler and Hunter Dozier specifically have to show they're legit. They have to show last season's breakout is not a fluke. It was not just you know getting lucky. That's who they are. They've turned it around, and they have their career going in the right direction. Now, for Jorge Soler, I understand what happened in Chicago. I had a great conversation yesterday on 670 The Score about Jorge Soler and about the Royals. 
Listen, folks, you do not run in to 48 home runs at Kauffman Stadium. You earn 48 home runs at Kauffman Stadium, uh, but obviously that's not going to be obtainable in a 60-game season. Uh, You're looking at probably 15 to 20 home runs from Jorge Soler, but he has to prove that he can be that cleanup hitter in a competitive lineup. And that word, competitive lineup, is what I've used since January to describe this team, and that was not something you could say about this team uh, the last two years. Hunter Dozier, same thing. He has to show Last year was not a fluke in that he is a big league hitter uh, from, from now on. He is going to be someone who you can slot in that lineup within your top five, and he's going to perform very well. And then you move on down the list. Uh, Alberto Mondesi, the artist formerly known as Raul Mondesi, has to stay healthy. That's been his biggest issue. We don't really know what Mondesi is. He's a plus defender. He has elite speed. That's the only affirmative thing that we know about Raul Mondesi. Because he's never healthy. How good can he be while swinging the bat? He's shown a ton of flashes at every level, including the major league level. But he has to stay healthy. And you hate to really do this to to someone so young and and promising, but if he can't survive a 60-game season... It really will raise some questions uh, about uh, what he can be long-term for Kansas City. Especially at a shortstop position that has Bobby Witt Jr. knocking on the door. So Mondesi has to stay healthy. And to me, no matter what the win-losses say, that's the most important thing this season. Is making sure guys like Mondesi stay healthy. That way the Royals can properly evaluate what they have with their young guys. Mondesi needs to stay healthy. O'Hearn needs to get healthy and stay healthy. All the young guys on this roster that will play minute, that will play innings and play games, they need to be healthy and they need to play. That way the Royals can properly evaluate what they have moving forward. That's still more important than the wins and losses. However, in a 60-game season, the second wildcard spot is not out of the question. It's not the way national media are talking about it. National media are saying that there's no chance uh, that they have the same chance as the, as the Tigers. No, I would consider this last year's Rangers squad, which finished like, what, five or six games out of the second wild card spot? So you're right there with a couple of things going your way. You're in the wild card. But for that to happen, you need Soler and Dozier to show they're legit. You need Mondesi to stay healthy. You also need Alex Gordon to have a typical strong start. He's usually started strong in Kansas City in the first half of every season. Well, now this year, there's no second half. There's only a first half. And really, there's not even a first half because there's only 60 games. So he has to start strong if this team wants a wild card spot. He has to continue to perform very well, the same way he has each of the last few seasons early on in the season. He has to swing the bat well. We know what he can do defensively, but he has to add something offensively. And at the dish, you, you need one more surprise bat. If Solaire is who we think he is, if Dozier is who we think he is, we know Whit Merrifield's one of the best you know, hitters in the sport. If those three guys are who we think they are, if Gordon can start strong, if Mondesi can stay healthy, and if Perez can hit his average, you need one more surprise bat. And the two most likely candidates to me are Michael Franco and Nicky Lopez. For some reason, uh, most fans have turned on Nicky Lopez. I think this is going to be his breakout season. He's been doing uh, the Whit Merrifield diet, the, the Whit Merrifield workouts. Uh, he's, he's hitting the ball very hard. Uh, I think that this could be uh, the year 
that he turns it around in the year that he shows you know, why he was so uh, coveted as a prospect. And then for Michael Franco, he has that Kauffman Stadium pop. He'll probably strike out a ton. He'll probably strike out a ton. Uh, but he can get you a ton of doubles and home runs at Kauffman Stadium. I think a change of scenery will do him well from Philadelphia. He had some great moments with the Phillies. You need a surprise bat. Whether that be from Franco, Lopez, O'Hearn, McBroom, someone else needs to step up. So you need Merrifield to keep doing what he's doing, Perez to hit his average, Gordon to have a strong start, so that would be above his average, uh, Montezzi to stay healthy, and then Soler and Dozier just prove that you're consistent. If you can do that at the plate, this team can be a second-place wildcard finisher. They can be a wildcard spot team. After the break, we're going to talk about what they need from their rotation and bullpen after this on the Locked On Royals podcast. So what do the Kansas City Royals need to do on the mound this year to achieve that second place finish in the wild card, to achieve that playoff spot? What needs to happen? What needs to go right? Well, let's start with the starters. And you look at this rotation right now, and even when you factor in Brady Singer, the word to use to describe this rotation is average. From one to five, you have average. You have average major league arms. Duffy and Keller, average. Montgomery, average. Whoever gets slotted in there between Junis and Lopez, average. Singer, question mark. You know, he, he has the potential to be an ace. I've made no bones about what I think he can be, but he hasn't proven anything in the big leagues yet. So what needs to happen in that average rotation? You need to have two starters emerge from this average rotation and have a, a breakout year of sorts or an outlier year for the older guys. You need two starters to emerge as, as people you feel confident will win you that game every fifth day. Every fifth day, they're going to win you that game. Two starters in that, in that rotation. Two of them. And the most likely candidates to me, uh, uh, you know, a combination of two of Brady Singer Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, and Mike Montgomery. Two of those guys need to be someone who you and I look at, and whenever we look at the at-bat app in that morning, we look at, say, Brady Singer uh, one day and Mike Montgomery the next day, and we feel confident that they're going to win their ballgame. We feel confident that whatever's happening right now uh, will stop and will turn into a win because this season is like a football season. And luckily... Or unluckily, however you want to look at this, for the Royals and their fan base, we're not going to experience the heartbreak every single night because there's no expectations on this team. Uh, but for the Yankees, for the Rays, for, for teams that are s- supposed to be good, the Twins, every single night, you're going to live and die with every loss. These games are truly worth double every single night, which means a, a losing streak of one, two, three, four games is absolutely critical to avoid. It mostly is throughout a 162-game season, but there's almost no coming back from that in a 60-game season. Almost. No coming back from that. You especially can't have two or three of those losing of those losing streaks. So you need two guys in that rotation, in every rotation that wants to perform well in a 60-game 60, 60 stretch. You need two guys who you feel confident will win you a ball game every fifth day. And to me... That's the most challenging part about this for Kansas City. 
I think their lineup is competitive. I think that you're going to enjoy watching every at-bat this year, unlike in the last couple of years where, you know, you get past that four spot and it's just automatic outs. I think you're going to enjoy watching the lineup. I really do. But having two of your average pitchers emerge is going to be tough. Again, they're average from one to five in this rotation. But two of them will need, will need to feel confident about two of them winning their game. And obviously, pitching wins as a stat don't mean anything. What I mean by that is they can't go out there and give up a five spot in, in three innings. They can't go out there and give up four runs. They need to keep the damage to one, two, three runs. Every fifth day. That's winnable. That is a that is a, a confident level that you'll have in every pitcher that they can win that ball game. You need two pitchers like that that you feel will not lose you a game. That you feel confident in, they'll keep it under three. They'll keep it within reach. And so that that right there, the question of do you feel confident enough in two of these guys in the rotation to do that? That's going to decide whether you personally feel like this team can be a second-place wildcard team or not. That If you feel like this team can be a second wildcard spot. Because the bullpen's much improved. I love what I've seen from Trevor Rosenthal. He has a great relationship with uh, Mike Matheny. I love what Trevor Rosenthal's done in both spring training sessions. I love what just Josh Stomont has done in both spring training sessions. And Stomont is a guy we're going to talk about in a second, but I love Josh Stomont. Ian Kennedy performed very well in that bullpen role last year. Tim Hill is a good bullpen arm. And I think that we're eight days away, once the season starts, from seeing Tyler Zuber in the big leagues and in that bullpen. I think that this bullpen is good enough to win you games, which is their biggest problem from a year ago. They lost so many games a year ago after the sixth inning, whenever they had the lead. And this bullpen is going to help stop that. So again, you need two starters. You need this improved bullpen to truly be improved, not just look good on paper as it does right now. And then you also need a manager who's willing to get crazy. You need a manager who's willing to be like a Kevin Cash. A manager who's willing to get creative. And is Mike Matheny that guy? Or will he do what he did in St. Louis and find one or two guys he likes in that bullpen and go to them every single day? Because this rotation is average. So you're going to need to experiment with openers. And Josh Stomont has experience opening games in the minor leagues. He's comfortable opening games. So if he can go pump 103 to start a game and get you through two innings, and then you call out Danny Duffy, who Danny Duffy in his own right has been electric out of the bullpen. And call out Danny Duffy. I mean, that, that'd be a, a, a fun way uh, to win a ball game and to eat up innings in a creative way to get around a, a deadly lineup. You go from 103 to, from Stonemont to Danny Duffy, that's going to change up the hitter's timing. Uh, that, that's going to just decimate a lineup. So that's what you need on the field, on the mound, at the plate. The schedule, we've talked about it before since it got released. You're going to have to do fantastic in July. This entire conversation, this entire podcast, can be totally useless on August 1st. If they cannot survive the first two series against the Indians and the Tigers, it's going to be useless. Because that mid, that early and mid-August uh, schedule is going to be brutal. 
you're going to be prepared. You have to be prepared to lose a ton of games in August because you're going to play the Twins, the Reds, the Twins, the Reds, the Twins. Those are the teams I think will be the top team in each the AL and NL Central. And you're going to play them back to back to back to back. You're going to lose a lot of games in that stretch. So you need to dominate July. You need to have a great September. Because early and mid-August is not going to be kind to you. So if this team scuffles in July, you can pretty much put a fork in them. And they can move on to possibly selling at the deadline a couple guys. But on the schedule, we've talked about it on the field, but on the schedule, you're going to need a strong July. So if you want this team to make a postseason run, if you want this team to be a wildcard team, then July will truly be a football season. July will truly be a football game. You will need to live and die with every game in July because those games will matter so much for the outlook of the Royals. Again, more so than any other team because of that tough early and mid-August. That that August is brutal. If those teams are who we think they are, the Twins and the Reds, that's brutal. So the best case scenario is that this team is a second-place finish in the wildcard. They're going to get that second wildcard spot. They're going to travel to Tampa Bay. And as we know in Kansas City, once you get into the wildcard game, anything can happen. The most realistic finish to me is not fifth place in the central. That's not realistic to me. And I get that Pakoda is a terrible projection model. It always has been, always will be. Fan graphs, I don't like their projections either. This team is not worse than the Tigers. And the most realistic finish to me is not the wild card. It's like four or five games out of that wild card. As I said, in January, they finish middle of the AL. Let me know what you guys think about the Kansas City Royals and where they're going to finish this season on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles on Twitter. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.